Greetings and welcome to another episode of Stamper Cinema. As always, I am your host. In this episode, we are joined by, hmm, if I think about it, I think of the guests that I've had on the show, this particular guest, I think I've known the, the least amount of time. Uh, the guest that I've got for you, I think he and I go back at this point, maybe a year and a half. I don't think it's been two years, but he and I, we worked together for a brief time and we hit it off really well. We, we worked for the same company and we were kind of like a little, we had a little bit of a uh, yin and yang partnership um, and we had a good time. And so I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes, but without further ado, let me introduce you to our guest. You're going to love him. He's great. I love this guy. Welcome to the show, Brandon Krisky. What's up, Krisky? Hello, Mr. Stamper. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. What's going on with you? How's everything going? Obviously, we are still dealing with uh, uh, this global pandemic, which has completely turned everybody's lives upside down. But how are you doing? How, how How's your wife doing? How's everything going? Great. You know, uh, good. I know it's like year 20, day 3000 uh, <laughs> uh, of the same month because it's all running together. No, we're good. You know, um, my wife uh, went down to visit some family in Brazil uh, back in November. She's going again in February. So that'll be pretty cool. Other than that, just pretty much hunkered down at the house, you know, working. But uh, other than that, just taking in a bunch of good movies, hanging out and talking to my, my buddy, uh, Mr. Stamper over here. Yeah, man. Well, thank you very much for uh, for for taking the time out of your schedule to chat with me about a movie. And I know it's a movie that we're going to be talking about that you're a huge fan of, but people don't want to hear me talk about it. So what's the movie? What are we going to be chatting about today? Well, we are going to be talking about uh, the Avengers. Mm, the Avengers. Now, so obviously, unless you've been living on an entirely different planet, you probably are very well versed with the at least the the idea of the Avengers. So, but if you could, if you wouldn't mind, can you tell us a little bit about what this movie is about? One of the things that that I've uh, been critiqued on is I often, you know, we'll start talking about the movie that we're talking about, but we never really address what the movie is about. So, if you wouldn't mind, could you just give us a brief summary for that one person? We'll, we'll, we'll say my sister-in-law. If she's never seen this, what is The Avengers about? Well, um, you know, I think there's a quote, and I'll pull it up and I'll read it to you guys uh, here in a little while, but um, there's a quote that Samuel L. Jackson talks about a little later, and we'll talk about it later, but to sum up The Avengers, um, this would be the first, uh, I guess, foray for marvel into a universe setting um i think it marks and we'll get into it you know a big change in cinema in general but over the movie it essentially we find our um heroes you know let's say thor and iron man and captain america and and all these guys that you know plenty of people have come to love um having to really come together for the first time and meet uh what you know, is a threat that they find that none of them alone um, can conquer. And I think there's a lot of really cool themes that it, it, it explores and really starts off in some ways. But overall, you know, it, it's a bunch of these superheroes that are getting together and they are meeting this, uh, this huge threat. And I, I think as we talk about it today, Andrew, we're going to see a lot of like little did he know uh, talking about the impact moving forward on, on this particular movie. But yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, bad guy comes to earth, um, you know, and, and all our superhero friends have to come together for the first time and, and see how they can save the world and see if it even works. When was the last time you saw this film? Oh man, I've seen it so many times. Uh, <laughs> the last time, I don't know, last week when we were, you know, we started talking about what date we're going to hang out. I, I got really excited and uh, truth be told, I actually watched a, a bit of it today too. You know, can't get enough Avengers, but 
so I've seen it plenty of times. So as you establish, we've got our good guys, right? You've got your Captain America, your Iron Man, your Thor, Hulk. Those are your good guys, right? And they're trying to save the world from the bad guys. Who are the bad guys? Who are our antagonists that we're watching tonight? Well, uh, the big one is going to be um, Loki. He's going to play center role as the bad guy in, in this movie. And, you know, Loki, for those of you that are familiar with the Marvel universe, you know, he kind of plays good guy, bad guy as it goes back and forth. But, um, you know, I, it's one of the first films that you really start seeing them go more in depth into Loki, some of Loki's motivations and uh, really how he operates within the Marvel universe uh, in relation to not only the universe itself, uh, the Avengers, but then also you've got him um, plays villains, you know, sometimes, and his brother Thor is superhero, you know, extraordinaire. So um, Loki is at the center of it. And then uh, we come to find out there is another gentleman behind everything named Thanos. And that really sets the stage with, you know, some things moving forward. Basically, as you mentioned before, this movie takes place within this Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? And at, when this movie came out, I guess this would have been the, what, like the sixth or seventh film within within that series or within like the universe, right? Yeah. Um, trying to think. I, I should have all this up, but I uh, can't remember exactly where it was. But yeah, it was, it was probably somewhere in between fifth to seventh movie at this point they're at what 23 24 25 something like that and this was 2012 so you know keep in mind i think iron man kicked off in what 2010 i think it, i think it was before then but i'm 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 trying to base it on my research but if i if i think about oh, the movie oh wait okay so you would have had you would have had iron man you would have had iron man 2 you would have had thor you would have had the Hulk, those movies all pre. Oh, and I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would have had. I'm smiling the, over the, here. The first uh, Captain America movie. Who is the first Avenger? This is kind of like a little like moment because the the uh, the listeners might not know, or maybe they do because I, I think I mentioned it on a previous episode. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not the biggest comic book guy i mean rather i'm not the biggest marvel uh guy not that there's really anything wrong with that series it's just not something that i've ever really gotten into but i i don't have anything really negative to say about the the series i'm just not you know i'm not well versed but i do know movies and i you know i remember when these movies all came out and this was probably of the universe the first movie that i saw in the theater and i remember seeing it when it came out i guess what it was 2012 right i yep. saw it here in atlanta so before so before i moved to austin uh in atlanta we've got this movie theater the midtown art cinema mm -hmm. which is right by like uh piedmont park and i love that theater it was really like the only theater in atlanta where you could have a beer at um so that was uh right up my alley that dates it yeah. Now, obviously, I know I, you know, basically everything that I know about you, you know, you're into comics and sure. you're you're into this whole world. When was the first time you saw this movie? Oh, uh, opening night. Yeah. Yep. So that would have been what came out May 4th, 2012. So it, I would have been standing in line, you know, whatever that what Wednesday night would have been uh, mm -hmm. right for the Thursday, you know, uh, 1230 a.m. release or whatever they did at that time. So it would have been first day. Nice. In us talking about this movie, mm -hmm. you know, you know, let's let's take it back to 2012, right? May 4th, 2012, you know, sitting in the theater because um, you asked like, you know, when was it that you first saw the movie? Mm -hmm. so, so for me, I remember just how excited I was. I in fact, it actually the first time I ever felt that going to see a movie was going to see Harry Potter when it first came out. Mm. And you, I mean, you remember that. Like, mm -hmm. That was it. 
That yeah, was- I saw that. Oh, uh, wow. I saw. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember which one, but I saw one of those in Midtown Art Cinema as well. Oh. But I, yeah, that was a great, great yeah. franchise. You're talking, you know, out of the gate, right? You've got, you know, so let's let's think about this. You've got um, 2012 comes out, um, and out of the gate, you've got this. Just it, you know, it's something different. Just like you know, when going to see a Harry Potter or I would imagine Star Wars back when they were first being released, um, or Lord of the Rings, you know, Matrix, you were mm-hmm. watching something different. You were somehow experiencing some kind of shift in cinema. You didn't maybe quite understand where that was leading yet. Uh, and I think that's really cool sitting here, you know, now what? A decade later. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty close to a decade later, um you know this was the sixth film so we're uh what is that 17 films later yeah 17 films later plus how many shows plus you know all this other stuff and so sitting here talking to you about it like one very you know brings me back to kind of my first foray into like my relationship with marvel cinematic universe um, but also it, it's cool talking about this story in particular, because I think, and, you know, I don't know if we're going to end up doing it or not, but we had talked about maybe doing series on all the different adventures. Um, we're here. We are at the beginning, knowing where it's going, knowing what impact it's going to have, you know, not only on the viewer, how movies are made, you know, and the conversation around, well, you know, what is cinema? What is true mm-hmm. cinema? Comic movies weren't really taken, you know, uh, seriously up until, in my opinion, from like an art standpoint, the Dark Knight films. Okay. Like part of like, so this is where like part of me dies a little bit inside because there is a slight age gap between you and myself, but like, I think of the the Tim Burton uh, Batman. No, I believe those were art. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, Tim Burton. Absolutely. Dude, those Batman movers rocked. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people in general. Oh, fair. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm talking about people in general taking it like, you know, let's talk about talk about Castaway or something like that. People, it's a serious movie. People take right. it seriously. You know, people are taking these movies seriously emotionally connecting with them the same way Mm -hmm. some of these drama movies are you know so it's this you're seeing this evolution of the genre you know or the you know it maturing yeah no i I think i think that's very very fair uh where you started to see action fantasy uh superheroes taking taken far more seriously than maybe than they had been before and you mentioned batman uh specifically like the dark knight film which was just not a comic book movie i mean that's just a really really fantastic crime movie right but but i mean what was that sin city yeah but i mean shoot you even look at uh lord of the rings right the 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 third one right uh return of the king King. that won like eight to ten oscars right like it won like best picture like a fantasy film it should have yeah i mean and and it's so funny because of the fact that now it's been like roughly a decade no it's longer longer than a decade since uh since that came out but it almost feels like 20 years yeah it almost feels like people have kind of like forgotten about about that series but the matrix and yeah Yeah. well and i think it's i think it's honestly um dude honestly i think part of the cycle of these movies and one of the reasons marvel works but also why the universe system works in general is constant consumption of media right Mm -hmm. but it makes sense with uh disney plus because they can kind of give um like supplemental, uh, you know, media and that kind of thing. But really, when you look at it, you know, people are shifting towards these these stories 
that are very sensational and that kind of thing. Is that like a commentary on, is there just too much overloaded stuff coming into our systems now? Too much news, too much bad news, all that kind of stuff. You know, are we seeing a shift in genres that are popular because of that too? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That might be way out there, but. Yeah, no, I, I think there's definitely a conversation to be had regarding that. I have thoughts and I throw them out because I, I don't want to forget them. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. And I'm going to flag that. And I think I will bring that back because it, it does raise something interesting that that I want to kind of like marinate on and think about for a minute. But you you hinted at it a second ago, but or not mention, uh, hinted, but you had referenced it a second ago. But for the listeners, Brandon and I, we were talking. And one of the things that I want to kind of do this year is do some series. And Brandon and I are, are, are toying around with the idea of doing the, the Avengers series. So right now, obviously, we're covering the first Avengers movie. And then maybe in a few months, we'll do the second one. And then third, uh, you know, we'll do the, the third one a few months after that. And then close out the year with, uh, is it Endgame? Or Infinity Wars. I, yeah, I get it back. Yeah, Endgame. Yeah. So... Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I'm really excited about this series. Let's talk a little bit about these Avengers. We, we've mentioned who's in the movie, but I don't know. Do you have a favorite Avenger? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my, my favorite Avenger is Thor, um, who, you know, he calls himself the strongest Avenger. Uh, but what's funny is I actually got into the Marvel movies um, not because of Thor, um, my original favorite Avenger was Captain America. Mm. And yeah, so I, um, I started watching these movies and everything. And, and, you know, I don't know, I guess something just about Thor just clicked and I really liked it uh, or his character. And so, yeah, Thor is my favorite now. I think that's one thing Marvel just hit on the head. I don't know very many people that I think would probably argue with it either. They, they, spot on with their casting they they hit it out of the park mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it is interesting that you bring up like the casting because of the fact that you know we've got these different characters and there is something that is kind of glaring to me and i and, and i don't know and i don't know if it was the right decision i don't know if it was the wrong decision but in regards to the hulk right i love um, and I, and I say that I just forgot his name. I can see his freaking face right now. Um, Mark yeah, uh, Mark Ruffalo, but he wasn't the Hulk. I mean, it, you know, I mean, well, shit, there were two different actors that played the Hulk, but within this universe, it was Ed Norton who was the Hulk. Correct. I guess I, based on some reading the, whether it was, uh, the director, the producer, they they didn't think he would necessarily be as collaborative within this world and so he he didn't get that gig but i'm i i am intrigued i'm i'm interested if one if you saw the the uh the hulk with ed norton and what your thoughts were of that and if you think that ruffalo versus norton did they get it right or you know how how what are your thoughts on that yeah so um yes i've seen you know the incredible hulk starring ed norton and kudos to you for knowing that it is part of the mcu um because a lot of people think that since ed norton wasn't um in the rest of the mcu that it wasn't part of it it was a one-off movie so that's interesting little tidbit but yeah no i I did my research (laughs) it's kind of one of those what ifs i think if you had to base it on the rest of ed norton's work you know i don't know much about his you know how how he has to work with and all that kind of thing but if they didn't feel like you know he was going to collaborate well um as you know kind of looking back on how everything has folded out clearly they had a plan clearly it works and clearly it has to do with t- building a team mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, actors um, that have one vision, uh, very similar to the Avengers. So, you know, I think that the casting embodies the entire story. And, you know, with Norton, I think that he's a phenomenal actor. He's one of my favorites. I think he, you know, 
is so versatile, but I think in this case, I think they went the right way with Ruffalo. Yeah. I think, I think in part looking at, you know, the Hulk storyline and it's still evolving, but you know, you see this journey of almost like a beauty and the beast and that, and this kind of journey and you have to have somebody as an actor, I think, that's very relatable and almost has like just oozes empathy mm-hmm. because you're having to, to pull these emotions out of what's essentially a monster, mm-hmm. right? So no, I think they hit it on the head. I, I think that, sure, I would have been interested to see what would have happened, but I couldn't imagine a better way, you know, they could have done it. So, yeah. Does that answer your question? No, without a doubt. 100% it answers the question. I hadn't seen the Ed Norton Hulk and I didn't see the, the Hulk movie that came out a few years, even before that. But I guess it was like Eric Bana. It was garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno rocks though. So. That is something that I did. I did see like on VHS when I was a kid. I did see some yep. old, old uh, Incredible Hulk things. Yep. Funny enough, not even the first Avengers movie though. This is not the first Avengers movie. No, it is not the first Avengers movie. It's just the first good one. It's the first good one. You you mentioned that, but you know there is an entirely different. So one, there was another Avengers movie that uh, Brandon and I were talking about it may have came out was never released correct not the other one not the other one that has nothing to do with marvel right so but that's what i want to talk about for a second is the one that has nothing to do with marvel there i don't know if you're familiar or how how well you are remind me remind me because i feel like i've seen it um but remind me of it's it's plot okay so basically in the 1990s, there was a movie called The Avengers, and it starred Sean Connery. It uh, also had Uma Thurman, and it had Ray Fiennes. Yeah, and yeah. it is a British spy movie, and it was based on a British, very, very successful British spy television series in the 1960s. And again, kind of like end of the world type shit, but it was awful i can't tell you how what the movie was entirely about because to date it is the only movie that i've ever walked out on and i saw it in the movie came out in 1998 and i was back home in bermuda and uh, i went with a buddy um chuck uh charles morgan he'll be on uh, one of these episodes here uh shortly and we'll probably go back and talk about this but we went out to go see the Avengers, partly because we had heard that the movie was not good at all. And we're like, how bad can this movie be movie really be? Well, we left shortly after Sean Connery is in like a weird, like bear costume, like, like a furry, like bear costume. He was like decked out in and we're like, yeah, we've seen enough. Like this, this isn't a good movie. And the movie like I think it had like a sixty million dollar budget, which in the late nineties, I mean that was that was that was a lot of money. That was probably what one hundred twenty million now, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then it didn't quite make that in the box office. I think yeah. it made like fifty, but it like had a five percent like on Rotten Tom- Rotten Tomatoes, like one of the worst like ratings for like a commercially su- well, I say successful, like big like, release. Yeah, big release, commercial release, and it had like a five percent. And that is the Avengers. And I'm not going to lie when this movie, the movie that we're talking about now, the 2012 Avengers, I couldn't, when I went to go see it in the theater, I couldn't help but think, please don't be like (laughs) the 1998 Avengers movie. Yeah. I I, I feel, yeah. You know, funny. uh, And we can get back to event, the real, the real Avengers here in Mm -hmm. a second. Um, But Sean Connery, I, I read uh, an article saying one in one of the reasons that he ended up retiring was, um, you know, he chose and going back to the universe conversation, um, he chose to do the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. 
thinking that it's going to be this big universe and da, 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 and he turned down Lord of the Rings. Mm. Gandalf. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, would he have played a better Gandalf? I don't know. I don't think Sean so. Sean Connery, I, really but I don't think so. Again, going back to the Ruffalo. Yeah. Looking back, I don't think anybody else could have nailed it like he has. Yeah. Yeah, Ian McKellen, like, crushed it. Like, his Gandalf is so good. I mean, yeah, you, there's no, yeah, it's done. But anyways, <laughs> so, yeah, the Avengers, man. I, I, I remember seeing it. And I remember, you know, seeing Harry Potter, because I had mentioned that it, it it felt like seeing Harry Potter for the first time, like all the excitement and stuff. But, you know, I was an adult, mm-hmm. you know, already. Um, and what's funny is I, I gravitated towards Marvel, but I had never been interested in Marvel as a child. Mm. I mean, outside of video games, never really been into Marvel. So I found myself, you know, being drawn towards Marvel. The movie's awesome. I, I think it's 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 cool because you see all these characters um, who have their own stories, all their lives, you know, and ego to go along with it. And they're having to meet up and they're having to put that aside to, you know, save everyone. Right. Yeah. And we, you, you mentioned ego. And one of the things that I find interesting is like one of like the central conflicts in the story isn't necessarily between good and evil or good and bad or good and gray, because what in, I guess I also want to talk about Loki here in a minute, but one of the central uh, conflicts in the movie really is Iron Man versus Captain America. Right. And uh-huh their their beef and how their egos collide is really i mean that becomes a really like a central focus in a lot of like the the battles that they that they have within themselves and that's yeah that's that's one of the longest and most important uh story arcs of the entire universe Mm -hmm. period so what do you think you know why uh why why do their egos have such a hard time when they're both you know their their hearts are in the right place well um i i think you have to use uh the word ego singular in this particular conversation because that's exactly what creates the the um conflict in the first place is you know captain america essentially devoid of any ego and Tony Stark, you know, playboy billionaire philanthropist, saving the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, neither are wrong as far as, you know, the end result. But you're talking about two totally opposite, two totally opposite forces of energy that actually have the same goal. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have to find a way to coexist and... um in fact, uh, enhance each other while they run parallel, while not bumping into each other and kicking in each other and everybody else off track. And, you know, they're both alphas, you know, every, really, as you see these relationships develop, you see alphas and betas and, you know, the hierarchy of the, the team, you know, you see, you know, the Hulk and Thor are kind of on the outskirts and, and Captain America and Iron Man together embody, I think, what the Avengers are about. And, you know, you can't have one without the other to be the Avengers, which they explore later on um, in Civil War and, and some other movies. But I don't know. It's really interesting. It's it's almost like this external conflict, but it also represents an internal conflict because you have to have this balance of, you know, this altruism and really doing the right thing, but also you have to have a little bit of swag Mm -hmm. when you do it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's what gets things done. Sometimes you have to live in the gray and Captain America doesn't know how to do that until much later on. Right. When you were when you were talking about that, I was I was thinking about these these Avengers, these quote unquote superheroes, right? And let's talk about the let's talk about 
I mean, before you go on, let's, who are they? Okay. Well, in, in the case Big of the movie. Okay. So in the case of this movie. Yes. You've got, because of that one viewer that hasn't, or listener that hasn't seen the movie. Yeah. So in this movie, you've got the Hulk, you've got, you've got Iron Man, you've got Captain America, you've got Thor, you've got uh, Black Widow. Um, and you've got, you've got Hawkeye and although Hawkeye is used more as a villain until, until like the, the the back half of the movie, but as part of the story, yes, as part of the story, as part of the story, his intention is a good guy. Yep. So I'm trying to think if, if I'm forgetting anybody. No, um, Loki, uh, Loki was there. You know, but again, he's kind of he he lives in the gray too. And then, uh, two big, 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 uh, you know, uh, characters would be Mr. Samuel L. Jackson's character, uh, uh, Fury, Nick Fury, yeah, and uh, Agent Coulson, one of the most important people in the entire story. And why is that? Uh, he's the reason that the Avengers work. Okay. Now he dies in this movie, does he not? He does. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's killed by Loki. And we're then after these movies kind of trying to assume Loki isn't necessarily really that bad of a guy yet. He kills one of the most important people in this series. So it's kind of a, you're asking the viewers to go for a leap. I guess. Now, one of the things I find interesting about like these quote superheroes is the fact that one Steve Rod, you know, and the beef that that they have is uh, Tony Stark essentially says that all of his strength comes from a bottle, and Steve Rogers, aka Captain America, basically I forget what he says about uh, Iron Man, but essentially he's he's just super rich that's like his super you know his superpowers he's extremely wealthy and he can buy whatever the hell he wants kind of like batman in in that way and then you've got you've got um the hulk who's his powers come from gamma rays and then you've got thor who his superhero powers becomes from he's quite frankly just he's a god essentially right uh so really they're they're all abnormal. Um, they're they're not like men in the in the, the traditional sense, which is why I think I've always identified more so with Black Widow and Hawkeye because uh-huh. they're yeah. they're just human. They're just yeah. badass humans at what they do. Uh, because Hawkeye has no super no super ability in that sense, nope. and as best I can I can figure out. Neither does Black Widow, other than she's a bad motherfucking fighter. So, yes, but there was, um, I read recently, there was a theory that came out that actually, um, and it could be totally wrong, but that Black Widow was um, actually kind of like Captain America, where she was, like, enhanced. Mm. So. So then that just leaves, then that just leaves Hawkeye. Yeah. but that's why Hawkeye has always been my personal. That and it's Jeremy Renner, and I love that dude. He's so, awesome. Yeah, he's great. But so we're talking about the the Avengers, right? Now, obviously, this all goes back to goes back to these comics. So I've got a question for you. Normally, I like to do like a pop quiz, but in the case of this one, you know far more about the Avengers than I do. But I am curious. Do you know who the original? The original Avengers were in the in the comics. We're talking like issue one, the original. Yeah. Avengers. Um. It, it. Hold on a second. It should have been Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Ant Man. So the original Avengers. You're correct. You've got Iron Man. You've got Thor. You've got Hulk. You've got Ant Man. You've forgotten one other one. In fact, the one that created the name, the Avengers. Who did I miss? Wasp. Oh, right. Because she was the same man. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Wasp that created the, the name The Avengers. 
and Captain America didn't join until episode, uh, rather the four, yeah, the fourth issue. And at that yep. point, Hulk was no longer. Um, he was in the first one, left in the uh, left in, after the second, and then yep. came back. It looks like eleventh or twelfth issue. Yep. Little so. known fact: uh, original Hulk issue, uh, he was gray, and was due he? To, yep, and due to a uh, print error, he ended up being green. I believe in issue two. And they decided to run with it. So, uh, little known fact. Yeah. In the comic book world. All right. Well, now we, we start to hit kind of like the, the final act of, of our episode. So now I, I turn it over to you. If there are like any specific kind of like scenes you want to talk about from the movie that we can kind of like dissect or um, quotes, whatever. We kind of cover like the movie as a like like a broad general sense. So now like like miscellaneous kind of like topics. Yeah, I think you know I think um, with the Avengers, I'd like to really, if you don't mind, comment on how it kind of plays into like socially. Okay. And why I think it's been so successful as well. So I think in a I think and. For me, I think it, it, it's why I identify with Thor. Um, you know, you've got all of these flawed characters and you've got all this craziness out in the world. And ultimately, and for me, I believe this, ultimately, if you, you know, try hard enough or look hard enough or whatever it is, um, put forth, you know, enough effort and put aside that ego, uh, People can, you can come together and come up with a solution to most things, no matter how, I guess, audacious it might seem at the time. And, you know, I think a lot of people look for that, but there's a lot of hope in those movies as well. And, you know, kind of like I was talking about earlier, I, I think part of it is more access to information now with the internet and all that kind of stuff where the age information and, you know, there's just a lot of negative news out there. Uh, people are looking for hope and, and a hero. And, you know, I think people want to see that and escape into that. Um, but also, I think a lot of people like to think that they have some of that inside themselves and it inspires them. And I know for myself, it's inspired me before. And I've been, you know, you know, as silly as that sounds, um, it does and it moves you, you know. And I don't know. I don't know where I was going to kind of go with that. But I, I think these movies in general, Marvel and these other movies, not only to adults, you know, I'm an adult, uh, I love these movies and they do a great job of doing fan service while also staying true to the story and and weaving these awesome, uh, you know, storylines and, and, and character, you know, arcs and all that kind of stuff. But really, you know, kids today, they're consuming so much media and they're impressionable, like, yes, is there violence? Like, yes, but if I had a child, I'd probably be okay with the stories or the moral, you know, stories behind the Avengers as well. So I think it sets good examples as far as in that sense um, for viewers versus some of the other stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how, does that make sense at all? No, hundred percent. I'm, I'm, and, I'm with you. And as a, as a dad, like, you know, I'm not a father, but you know, what do you think about uh, the Avengers? How did, cause I didn't, I didn't really get your take on it. How did you, how did you walk away with it? With this particular like, movie? Yeah. So I thought, I thought it was good. It was better than my first viewing, maybe because of the fact that I've seen uh, the third and fourth, uh, the third and fourth Avengers as well. So give me a little bit more, a little bit more context into it. So I had a greater appreciation uh, for the movie. I still come away with it from the, the, the aspect of it's, it, it's, it's action porn, you know, like there's just, it's just action, 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 action. Now they, they do give you some reprieves with, um, with you know, with, with some good banter, great you know, great actors. I mean, that that's one of the great strengths about it is the fact that you've got some real high quality talent, not necessarily just big names. No, you've got some good talent as well 
And, you know, that's why, you know, we talked about it earlier with Ruffalo versus Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you've got a couple of great actors, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, shit, how much more does he need to do to, you know, like, like the, the guy, he's, he's a living legend, you know, and what he's been able to deal with personally four or five times over to get to, you know, where he's at now, right. uh, personally. It, to it, play a character that yeah. had to go through that. Yeah. Four or five times over to get where he was. So there, there are elements of the movie that I that I fundamentally enjoy. And then there are other elements of the movie that I'm like, all right, you know, and I I I, I enjoy a self-aware movie and I and I enjoy a movie taking taking the fun out of itself. But sometimes I I feel that that Marvel really like take it sometimes a step too far with like their, with their, like their asides and with it, like their pop culture references and things like that, which I get them. And, you know, I, and maybe not every viewer that are watching are going to get that they're referencing this movie or that movie, like just by uh, like a line of dialogue. And I, and and I say that, but I I didn't actually write the, the line of dialogue, but it's usually Tony Stark saying something that is a pop culture reference in some capacity. And it, if it, if it were one time, it might be kind of funny, but he, he does it often. Sure. And it kind of, it kind of takes me out of the rhythm of, of what's going on. And now it's like, Oh, he's making a pop culture reference. I get it because I live in this world, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the, the the times where I feel it sticks the landing is, for example, the Wizard of uh, the Wizard of Oz line where, you know, Captain America is like, I understand that reference. It's like, OK, well, there you go. That that's kind of funny because it was World War Two when, you know, uh, he went right. under the ice and the Wizard of Oz would have been around in 1939. So he would have sure. known about it. So that is kind uh-huh. of funny. But you know, just even like modern day contemporary pop culture references. If it, if it's one time, I think it's kind of funny, but when you're doing it often. When that's kind of par for the course. Right. It's an enjoyable, enjoyable movie. And I guess it goes back to like on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 91% critic score, 91% audience score. So both viewers and critics alike thoroughly enjoyed, enjoy this movie. Me? I enjoy it. I, I don't, I don't know if I would, if I would put it. Um, so when I like, I've got my, like my Mount Rushmore of, of comic book movies and what's number know, one, uh, the dark Knight, And that that's my number one. And my number two is the 1989 Batman. I think, I think uh, two of the greatest comic book movies were Batman movies. And, and I think it's also coincidental or maybe not coincidental, but I think part of the reason is the, the forces of antagonism. I think your superheroes are only as good as the villains that you're watching. And there is no better villain in comic books than Joker. Joker is the greatest villain, period. I, I I just don't, he doesn't have a super, he doesn't have a superhuman strength. Um, he's, he just doesn't care. He, he, he just, perfect. no, he wants, he, he, well, Heath Ledger said it best, right? Sometimes you just want to watch the world burn. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, he he he's captivating, you know, and every every version of Joker, maybe not the 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 Jared Leto version because I haven't I haven't seen that one, but shit, even the even the sixties uh, Batman TV show Joker, he was kind of funny and uh, you know um, enjoyable. Um, Jack Nicholson Joker, fantastic. Uh, Mark Hamill animated Joker, one of the greatest award-winning. ever, award winning, right? And then Heath Ledger. Oscar winning. I mean, let's talk about that right there. I mean, you know, okay, so you've got Loki, right? Mm-hmm. Who, you know, Hiddleston, phenomenal actor. Phenomenal. Great phenomenal. actor. Um, but 
watching Heath Ledger, there was something unhinged about him. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that, I think comic book movies in general should be talked about more, just saying. You know, I know he does the, he did the method acting and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but just if you've ever gone back and watched that movie with the like intention, like deliberate intention, not so much to like take away from watching the movie, but paying attention to Heath Ledger, like his acting. But if you look at his eyes, you can see like there's actually something going on up there. Right. Yeah. You know, and that makes a terrifying villain. Yeah. I think he might be the best villain in any movie. Yeah. And, you know, one, you've got it uh, like just an insane performance by Heath Ledger. I mean, he, he, he was brilliant. And again, I go back to just the character of Joker is just so rich. It's just such a rich villain. And... So that's why, like, those two movies are on my my rush. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I won't argue with you those. I won't argue with those. I won't. I wouldn't put Avengers. The, I would not put this Avengers as my top Marvel movie. Um, mm-hmm. Not my top uh, ensemble Marvel movie. Um, I think what I think for me the importance of this movie is what it represents, which is the beginning right. of the journey. Yeah. And, I'd like to read this because I think um, I, I, I think this is maybe why so many people connect uh, with these films, and for me, for sure. And this this is the quote that embodies the Avengers. The, the fact that there's a universe, this beginning of a universe of, I mean, outside of what Star Wars, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, which were all technically written in mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, they are ensemble movies for every single one. This was the first time I think that I, that I know of that you've got, all these separate movies that are now colliding. Right. You know, it's like watching crash happen, but seeing the prequels first, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Also great movie crash. But um, anyways, so this, this quote I want to read you. So it's, and the reason I say that Phil Coulson was so important in this movie is uh agent colson is because him dying is what sparked a huge conversation and and everybody coming back together um to stop this invasion of aliens right all right so uh andrew the uh the that quote i was talking about earlier um that i wanted to reference and kind of what kicked off the avengers and really was the big introduction into this whole idea um, behind who the Avengers were, what they represent, and w- really what the viewer is going to getting ready to go into as far as what kind of ride they're about to go on, uh, and what what you're about to see over the next, you know, what is that eight, ten years that we're looking at now, and it still resonates. Goes like this: there was an idea. Stark knows this, called the Avengers Initiative. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people, see if they could become something more, see if they could work together when we needed them to, to fight the battles we never could. So right there, you know, I think kind of sums it up what you're supposed to walk away from that movie with. Called the Avengers Initiative. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people, see if they could become something more, see if they could work together when we needed them to, 
to fight the battles that we never could. Phil Colson died still believing in that idea. There you go. So that was one of like the more like serious lines of dialogue. Obviously, this movie has a lot of good comedy. And I know it sounded like I was kind of beating some of the dialogue early just with pop culture references. But again, I thought I thought it was really good. I just thought it was maybe a little a little bit much uh, where it took me out. But there were other great lines. Uh, and again, good witty banner uh, that I thought was really, really funny. What was a line that I that I kind of like made a note of, which I thought was really good. It was uh, Thor. It was your guy Thor talking about um, uh, be careful what you say. He's my brother. Um, he killed 80 people in the past two days. He's like, he's adopted. So <laughs> I, I thought that was, you know, just kind of like a little good, like very, very like serious moment. And then, you know, like you're hit with, well, he's killed a lot of people. And then that line of a little bit of levity from Thor, he's adopted. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you had uh, just some really good scenes, obviously, you know, with with Loki and Hulk's um, interaction where Hulk just beats the ever loving shit out of Loki. Yeah, was, was good. I love I love um, there's a scene where um, Loki's talking about I'm a god and uh you know, or him being a god, and and Stark saying, you know, well, we have a Hulk, and then later on in the movie, when the Hulk beats the ever living daylights yep. out of Loki, saying puny god. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, one one. Um, do you remember the scene where it's Iron Man fighting Thor, fighting um, Captain America? Yes. Okay. So I wanted to share something with you. This is some original concept art from that fight. Oh, cool. From the art department at Marvel. So uh, tell the listeners what you just showed me. Yeah, so we've got, um, so I've got, here we go. So I've got some, uh, some concept art from the art department. Um, from when they were putting together the, the visuals and the storyboards and all that kind of stuff, really from a lot of different Marvel properties, I have, um, props and that kind of thing. But this, uh, is from Avengers and the picture that I'm showing Mr. Stamper over there is, uh, Thor flying at Iron Man, um, Iron Man shooting his, uh, beam out into Thor's hammer, um, and then also a couple other pictures of them fighting. Um, I don't know if Andrew, can you see those? Yep. So, um, really cool because, you know, seeing this and I wish, I wish we had a way to show the, the listeners, but just watching, like just seeing the destruction that the Hulk is shown, just showing the, you know, this, this motion, that these these artists captured is really cool. Um, watching how it, how it was kind of envisioned and how it played out. Here's your man Hawkeye right there. Yeah, buddy. Um, Got some know, cannons on him. Yeah. You know, just uh, seeing, seeing how that goes through and how it goes from, let's say a sketch of how Mr. Hemsworth supposed to look like mm-hmm. uh, into a, you know, a color rendering into the final version and all the different versions of what he might've looked like, you know, you got a bunch of different, it's really cool too. So they do a lot of good work. Um, Good movie. Yeah. And I see you got a lot of other stuff behind you for, it looks like you got some other Marvel stuff in your room. Plenty of stuff. I've got a ton of cool stuff. This um, your buddy, Mark Ruffalo, this was actually signed on set of uh, Endgame. Back in um, 2018, here in Atlanta, nice filming filming Endgame. Uh, you know, I like to collect stuff. Um, you know, Mr. Samper, I know you like. You've always been involved in the the behind the scenes work of of films, and you know your writing and everything. So uh, this is pretty cool. It's a uh, original storyboard reprint. As far as this was made for the. Uh, camera department uh showing or the 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 
you know, the art department, whoever was working on it. Um, this was from Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. If you guys remember the opening scene, I believe it was Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where, where he's uh, Groot's jumping around. So, yeah, I, I, I have some pretty cool stuff here, too. Yeah, that, you got some really good stuff. Um, now, just in kind of conclusion, we we talked a, we talked a lot a lot tonight, but let's we we've, you've, you've talked a little bit about about its place. Well, shoot, let's look at how the movie how the movie essentially is done. It had a budget of I believe around two hundred million dollars, approximately. I, I I don't have the figure. I'm just trying to go off of memory. But I do know the movie grossed domestically over $600 million in the box office, uh, overseas about $900 million, so like $1.5 billion in the box office, which is good for like eighth all time. Um, basically, your top 10 are essentially Star Wars and uh, Marvel movies, really. I mean, that's really your- Maybe your, a Harry maybe, Potter. Maybe a Harry Potter or maybe a- you know, maybe something else. Maybe I don't know. Maybe a, a Shrek. Titanic. I don't know. Titanic. No, yeah, there you no, go. no, no, no. Uh, Avatar. Avatar. There you go. Yeah. So huge, huge, and its significance can't be understated because of the fact that they they made three sequels off of this, and you've had an entire series of what 20, 20 some odd movies within twenty three movies. It's definitely uh, made an impact, uh, and it's here to stay. Without a doubt. And um, again, while it it was it's not my my favorite action movie I've ever seen. There's a lot to enjoy. I would give if I were to grade it, I'd give it I'd give it a solid B. You know, um, which 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 is very very respectful, uh, very respectable rather. Um, again, my I, the critiques that I have are just, I, they're almost kind of superficial in, in the sense I, I, I got taken out of the movie one with some of the dialogue and two, some of the destruction, because I couldn't help but think the trillions of dollars worth of destruction that, right. that is put on New York city, you know, and right. And I just the just the amount of damage. I had the same thought when I watched whatever that Batman versus Superman movie where just oh, you, right. you see these towns it just getting completely destroyed. leveled. Yeah. But again, those are kind of like nitpicky type things. But overall, it's a really enjoyable ride. Um, the movie goes quickly. The the characters I feel are are pretty well drawn. I feel that it certainly helps to have seen these other movies, uh, the other Iron Man films and Thor and Incredible Hulk films, but I don't think they're required. I think you can still go into it. And even though like me, who hadn't seen Incredible Hulk and who hasn't seen Thor and didn't see Iron Man 2, you know, like there there might be a couple holes that you're you're trying to figure out, but it's enough, not enough to kind of take you out of it. The the, the central widget that we're kind of following in, in this Tesseract uh, thing, which obviously becomes more important in, in later films, the the idea of it, although you're, 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 I, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit initially, but then it started all to kind of like make sense. Mm-hmm. But good movie, would watch again, so. Uh, I'm, I thank you for, uh, for recommending this. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm more excited about the, the back half. I, and just so you know, I haven't, I haven't seen part two, so that'll be something that'll be, um, Age of Ultron. Yeah. I have not seen it. Have really? not seen it. Okay. Okay. Well, and you know, I, I wanted to make one last comment on the movie. Um, you gave it a B, um, you know, me, Although I love the Avengers, I also consider myself a serious, um, you know, movie watcher. Um, and I would probably agree with you on the filmmaking. I'd probably give it a B, maybe a B plus. Mm. Um, you know, I think that almost kind of like this is the beginning of the journey for them. Right. Uh, as we go on, I think that the movies only get better uh, as, as you know, the MCU um, matures. 
Yeah, and I, I think I should give a little bit more a little bit more context to my grade. So I every movie I weigh a little bit differently. And you know, there are movies that I don't think are necessarily as good as this movie, and I'll give them a B or a B plus. I might give them a higher grade. So the the grade that I give it, it it's it's based on kind of this other litmus test that I already have, kind of within what I think perceive as comic book movies franchise type movies movies that are the that first step of a bigger picture so a movie like this i i will kind of i'll put next to the original star wars or sure. i'll put yeah. i'll put next to the 1989 batman so i try it's to put him in it's competing for a spot there yeah so i'm, I'm trying to I'm, I, I put him in that uh, so when I, when I give it a B grade, it's not because it's not a good movie. I give, you know, I think it's a solid eight out of 10 movie and the, the, the knocks I have on it are, like I said, are relatively superficial, a little bit of dialogue, a little bit over the top action, but that's, that's the type of ride that you're going to be in. You know, this isn't the, I don't, I, this isn't highbrow entertainment, you know, it, it's, it's summer blockbuster popcorn, uh, surround sound, you know, um, eye candy, type shit that you, you know, you're going to have a ton of beautiful people and you're going to watch them say funny things and then, yeah. and whoop some ass and see some really crazy stunts. I think the difference here against, um, you know, a lot of summer blockbusters is um, it's part of a bigger story and it's got staying power. Yep. Completely agree. So, so uh, this has been fun. Hopefully you've had a good time. Yeah. Dude. Good, 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 good. And I'm I'm looking forward to having you back. I, I think this will be fun. I think if if you're up for it, I would love to keep this series going. I know our my listeners. I've got I've got a friend, uh, Katie, who listens up in Minnesota, and she is a huge Marvel fan. And I know that she's probably uh, kind of like frowning as she's listening to this because she was trying to get me to watch these movies years yeah. ago, and I wouldn't do it. I just I, I couldn't I couldn't do it, and. Um, but uh, I thank you, Brandon, for for making me give him a second look. Um, I, I, you know, Batman's still my overall uh, my overall guy. But these uh, these these Marvel movies are they're they're a good ride. So that's that's all I've got to say about it. So I I will give you any final any any final thoughts that you want to say goodbye this evening, or if there's anything that you feel that we overlooked. Obviously, shit, we didn't even really kind of get into the the actors that are in this movie, but you know, yeah, you've got we, the power of editing. Yeah. You've got you've got uh, you know, uh Mr. Chris, Chris Evans uh playing Captain America, not his first um, you know, role as a superhero, nor right. even as a Marvel character, um first in the MCU proper though. You know, he was in uh, in Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Mr. Robert Downey Jr. Um, as the one and only Iron Man. You've got Mark Ruffalo as the Incredible Hulk slash uh, Dr. Banner. Got Chris Hemsworth uh, as Thor. Got a lightning. You got Scarlett Johansson uh, playing... Uh, Black Widow, you've got Jeremy Renner playing Hawkeye. Hawkeye. You've got Tom Hiddleston playing Loki. Can't forget about Mr. Samuel L. Jackson playing Nick Fury. Um, and th- that that's going to round out your, your really big heavy hitters. Yep. And obviously uh, in smaller roles, you had Gwyneth Paltrow. She was in it. Yep. Pepper Potts. Yep. Stan Lee obviously makes his little cameo that he likes to do. Yeah, Clark Gregg as uh, you know, Agent Coulson and Kobe Smulders in a supporting role as well. So, and you can't forget about uh, Thanos in the very, 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 very small uh, role he played. You know, I forgot to watch the the post credits, and I know that's something that you're supposed to Gotta do with these it. movies. Yeah, yeah, but I think I vaguely remember when I saw it like 10 years ago, whatever it was in the theater and my buddy's like, no, we have to stay for the credits. There's something going to be at yep, the end of the credits. It's pretty so. much uh, Thanos saying, you know, fine. I'll do it myself. Um, you know, going to get everything. So 
that really kicked off that um, Infinity uh, saga, if you will. Right. Oh, and uh, Harry Dean Stanton, who's a longtime actor that's been in so many things. He was the the guy that that found uh, uh, Dr. Banner, you know, like smashed in that in that mm-hmm. building and he brought him close and everything. But that's an actor that's been around for for decades and has been in so many things. But yeah, huge cast. Uh, Joss Whe- uh, Whedon uh, did the movie and. You know, when I think of Joss Whedon, I always think of uh, his Buffy the Vampire Slayer stuff. So again, very witty dialogue is something that you're that you can expect in a Joss Whedon uh, production, and this movie has it has it in spades. Uh, two hour, roughly two and a half hours long, and my man uh, Alan Silvestri did uh, did the score. And for for the listeners or anybody that's ever been a fan of his podcast, everybody should know that I'm a big fan of his because he did back to the future which is my all-time favorite movie and he is known for doing the score for that and he did the score for this so but anything else any uh wrapping conclusions for you that's all i got all right brother well ladies and gentlemen thank you again for listening to another episode of stamper cinema we will see you again next week and do us a favor hit that like subscribe tell your friends all that fun stuff follow me on instagram twitter you know how to find me, Stamper Cinema, available, you know, uh, and all that fun stuff. And shit, if you could be a deer, leave a comment on whether you you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you know, give us a rate, review, all that fun stuff. Let us know that you're listening, you know, and by also doing that, by leaving these reviews, it increases my awareness. And so maybe... Maybe other people can uh, check out an episode. So you don't have to do it, but I'd greatly appreciate it. But until next time, we'll see you on another episode of Stamper Cinema. Bye, everybody.